0: So the reading is on page 61, bottom of the page, last paragraph. Our actor is self-centered, egocentric, as people like to call him nowadays. He's like the retired businessman who lolls in the Florida sunshine in the winter complaining of the sad state of the nation, the minister who sighs over the sins of the 20th century and politicians and reformers who are all sure all would be utopia, if the rest of the world would only behave. The outlaw safecracker who thinks society is wrong to him and the alcoholic who has lost all and is locked up. Whatever our protestations are, are not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments and our self-pity? Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past, we've made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. And that's the reading, Paul.
1: Great. I couldn't follow it because I I lost the page. Pages <laughs> are falling out of this book, but <laughs> I sort of get the gist. Yeah, I've read it many times. So we're just putting a, a offering a pair of glasses based on the premise on page sixty four. So from that view, you would look at self making decisions based on self, we're not making decisions based on you. You're making a decision based on something other than you called self. Yeah. And these decisions obviously produce effects that cause us maybe misfortune. We feel we don't deserve. And then we go rely on the same problem to try to get a solution to itself. Yeah. And then we run into the ultimate stop sign, which is self can't get out of self. Yeah. And hopefully you've run out of gas, even though the habit of pushing on the pedal is still there, there's no gas to go anywhere. And uh, the house of cards collapses, hopefully. And you see, yeah, I don't know what you'll see, but that seeing will probably uh, lead you to being convinced of things that are facts in your life That you were reacting to as not facts. You were maybe as a present situation or a temporary condition. And if I only manage better, I could change that condition. But we have run into facts. If you are a real alcoholic, you've crossed the line. uh, No human power is going to be able to help you in a sense. And you'll have to seek some kind of a solution from somewhere other than that. Yeah. I don't know if you're real alcoholics or not. I know I am, and that was helpful, and therefore I'm not actually, but that's the beauty of it, but let's not go there because yeah we'll le- we'll lose the herd, yeah let's just let's just migrate a little distance, get a little distance from self by seeing it as other than you. That's how it worked with me when i i obviously when you're pinned down by identification uh you know, what you feel are solutions to that really aren't that temporarily you get a reprieve, but it gets worse and worse because you're pinned down by it. Yeah. You basically lost the match, but the match goes on for 25 more rounds. Yeah. And so you try to sort of get to your, you know, your stool in the corner quicker or whatever, but basically you're defeated. And this is I was defeated even in my pursuit of relief, obviously, because not knowing the identification as self was the dominant theme. I was trying to do a whole lot of stuff to get out of self as self, yeah? And the, the great news is, uh, you're not self, <laughs> That's, that was the great news finally. So uh, <laughs> when I saw it as foreign, the possibility of being free from it appeared. And that possibility has never left since then. Because, and what I discover is mostly about what I'm not. And when I see the patterns of that activity, I bring it to step six and seven and turn it over to that power and humbly ask it to reconfigure it and put it to a different use or whatever it wants. And then basically there you go. And in a way, if you're practicing this program, if uh, you take the the great gift of step six and seven, you may not have to go to eight and nine as much, yeah? Because you won't step on other people's toes and all this stuff because uh, you'll see the shit before you get hit by the shit, yeah? So you'll see that the greatest strategy of of surviving the hallway of shit and fans is not to go into the hallway of shit and fans, yeah? Once you open the door, you initiate the shit to go in the air and the fans to move it around. And basically, uh, the minefield is laden by your own mental minds, yeah? And when you step on the minefield, Uh, you trigger them. So what happens if you see the hallway of shit and fans and you don't enter? Yeah. Do you have to become, do you have to have incredible like nine clear plastic screens to peel off after enough shit hits the first one so you can keep seeing and all of these strategies of how to sort of duck under and go there and all this, or you can just be free from it and then Shit and fans would be academic pursuit. You could study it if you're interested and figure out why, what triggers the shit and fans, but you wouldn't be getting hit by the shit and fans. I think that's the point, literally. So uh, I believe if you see uh, self as a foreign movement or a pathogen, whatever imagery works, parasitical movement, then when you read these things of like uh, decisions based on self, Yeah, they're not your decisions. Yeah, (laughs) they're not. Yeah, that's completely different than trying to undo the decision you made, to get over the decision you made, to deny the decision you made, to distract yourself from the decision you made. All of these strategies you'll lose interest in because they're not your decisions. You've told the truth about it. And the truth set you free, it rang the bell, and you're on to something, yeah? Let it keep expanding, yeah? So it says a lot, you know, driven. Obviously, if you're driven by a hundred forms of actually manifestations of self, I would say the driver is probably self, yeah? (laughs) Because if you're driven, you're not the, the verb, you're not doing the driving. So self is driving us and we're driven by a hundred forms of fear and all this bullshit, which are manifestations of self, yeah? So the driver is in us. The act of being driven, yes, yeah? But it's not me driven, dri- driving me, it's self driving us. I see that as a huge, from a one lane road, to a big, vast, big open highway to me, yeah? And I hope it will facilitate, you know, like a a traveling lighter throughout your days, no matter what life has in store for you. I mean, obviously we can't control all of that. Life's a crapshoot, you know? You can walk on a disleveled uh, sidewalk and throw your ankle out, yeah? and shit like this. It's just things happen. But how do you travel through through those things are happening? You realize, obviously, you can't manage and control everything. I mean, if you want to look at a great extreme example of that, because he had all the wherewithal to do it, was that guy Howard Hughes, remember? He was afraid of germs, so he walked around with Kleenex, Kleenex boxes as shoes and fucking had everything completely controlled and look at what a life he had (laughs) you know what i mean he tried to manage and just fucking insanity so you know most of us don't have that wherewithal but the head would love to take us there (laughs) it would yeah it would so yeah this is the whole point of the platform we're not a master class of steps or what ever, or the traditions or the concepts. They've all been laid out, completely sound. This way of life is an incredible design for living. But let's just get clear about the true cause of it all. Yeah. And let's give unto Caesars what Caesars and give unto higher power what's higher power. Yeah. Yeah. Why not see what has defeated you? And at page 64, it says what has defeated us. Self manifesting in various ways has defeated us. I feel that has made a huge difference. Us and self are not the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> us is the de- is the defeated, and uh self is the defeat. Yeah, it's the one who's defeating us. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope it proves helpful and you just travel light, you know, a little lighter. Let's not let's not target our Agenda too high, do no harm, just do less harm. Yeah, start with less and see where it goes. Yeah. You know what alcoholics are like? That energetic uh, sucking vacuum, you know, you go to your Thanksgiving family thing and the one they're talking about the most is the one person who's not there, the fucking addict, or alcoholic. I mean, it dominates tons of energy and space. Without even being present. Yeah. They're the ones most talked about, most discussed when they're not there. I mean, geez. Yeah. So it's a beautiful reading. I think if you look at self in a different light and stop stop believing it infers you, you could have a whole new key to this book. Yeah. And maybe it would open up some doors that you have just walked by without any possibility of them ever opening. You know, you don't know what the fuck is behind there. It's just occupied space and you're not enjoying that space. It's occupied by something else. Yeah. You got the house, you own the house, but you're only using a couple of rooms. I mean, shit. So, yeah. Great reading, I wish I could have read it. <laughs> I can't find the. I can't find page 60, it's falling out of the book. I wasn't ready for you, Kurt. I didn't have it set up. I didn't know what page you were gonna ask. So, so can you read it again? Do you mind? Yeah, sure,
0: sure sure. I can. It's page 61, it's the last paragraph. And, it, and I'll tell you, the, the beginning of the paragraph is why I read it. It says, our actor is self-centered. Yes. You know, the good yeah. news is I'm not the actor. That's the good news.
1: That's right. It has our actor. So who is that before the hour? The actor is after the hour, but who is it that has the actor?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, could be interesting. And actually, the who is it that has the actor, in our case, has been had by the actor. The <laughs> actor has now become the one who wrote the story, so to speak. Yeah. 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 So it
0: says, our actor is self-centered, egocentric, as people like to call him nowadays. He is like the retired businessman who lolls in the Florida sunshine in the winter complaining of the sad state of the nation, the minister who sighs over the sins of the 20th century, politicians and reformers who are sure all would be utopia if the rest of the world would only behave, the outlaw safecracker who thinks society has wronged him, And the alcoholic who's lost all and is locked up, whatever our protestations are, are not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments, our self-pity, selfishness, self-centeredness. That, we think, is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear. Self. Can
1: we just stop there? Sure. His description of the root are two things, and they both have the word self in it. Yeah. yeah, where does, uh, I don't see Paul's name in there, or Bill's, <laughs> or Bill's, it says, yeah, selfishness, what is it, selfishness, self-centeredness, self-seeking and frightened, I mean, uh, self it pertains to the sense of the owner of what happens later, after, right, so there's self, and then there's centeredness, or self, and then self-seeking and frightened, self is in us, I mean if you follow what they say in the books self is what ha- has defeated us it, it isn't it it defeats us as quote unquote being us that's how it defeats us but it isn't us isn't that the great news yeah it defeats us as us that's the only way it could it wouldn't be able to get away with um, 10% of the shit it gets away with but it talks to us as us And we're living as if we're that. So when we're driven, one of the the added like kiboshes of the driven is you think you're the driver. (laughs) It's fucking insane. It's unclear. You're being driven, that's bad enough. And then the cherry on the fucking hellish cake is you're the driver, (laughs) you're the driver. You did all this terrible shit to yourself. (laughs) I mean, how are you gonna feel every day? with that fucking bogus weight. (laughs) How could I have hated myself so much? Yeah, exactly, you couldn't have. (laughs) It kind of
0: of ties to that part in the book where it says you're a victim of a delusion. That you don't have satisfaction if you manage well, right?
1: Yeah, we're victims of a lot of delusions, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but see, the delusion doesn't have much power unless what it's diluting is quite powerful, which is us, yeah? We can make mountains out of molehills. We can imagine shit that's not happening. We can do a lot of stuff, yeah? We can. And that power is being wielded mostly through the head and directed to its own agenda, yeah? people who are normal and stuff, they can't get that. Wouldn't you have learned from all the times you went out not to go out again? And you're trying to say there's something that overpowers the person, that uh, the person assumes it's in the seat of power, but it's completely frustrated and can't figure out why it seems powerless, like nothing's really (laughs) listening to its commands. Yet, it, that's just one of the stubborn delusions, is that you're running the ship, yeah? You're the one who's uh, driving and, and running the ship, which is, I mean, there's been a huge mutiny. You've been thrown overboard, basically. You're being dragged by the ship. <laughs> something, else is, uh, something else is driving. These are delusions, obviously, yeah? But they're delusions held by the only thing that could produce a delusion, which is us. Yeah, this is a subjective experience. Objects don't have much meaning, really. They have the meaning that they're given. Yeah. So an object in, let's say, Aboriginal Australia, a car would be seen as a place to live. They would break the windows and live in there. Yeah here it has a meaning of transportation and they try to sell you like a sports car and have the meaning you're going to meet a beautiful 5 foot 10 blonde by just having that mustang so it's all meaning 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 and who we're giving everything all the meaning it has it humbly stated in the course of miracles yeah so that's a that's power there it's just getting out, our, what we represent is just being wielded by a myopic king of a very small state called the mental state. It's, the, it's like the blind king constantly throwing orders and edicts out with absolutely no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> it is, yeah. And it, it's, its megaphone doesn't have a volume. We give it the volume by being addicted to this idea of self, really. We're willing not to be in the state of always present and always available with the hopes that we can arrive at that state as this glorified self. Most people are looking for what they are really in spirituality. They're trying to find what they actually are right now in a mythical conceptual uh, utopia of an idea. And so they're spending tons of time trying to get somewhere, which they actually are already there in a sense, yeah? It's insane. But to head sees no interest in being what you are. It has an interest maybe in becoming what you are because then it it has itself in the story. It's gonna be there to get it. Yeah. But it isn't. See, you are the obstacle to the recognition of your own nature. The you that we're not. It is. It's that severe. That severe. So try to train it and rehab it and fucking, you know, discipline it to behave and shit like that. And, you know, fuck, it's like domesticating a tiger. You never know when it's going to rip your head off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, stri- the stripes are not lost on the tiger even though you've domesticated it's gonna it can just go off at any moment a lot of us see that with the drinking and using yeah 20 years six months three years 30 days and then suddenly something happens the sound goes up the volume goes up you're interested in it and then it leads you into a fuck it and then you do something driven by self, you do something stupid and then you get tattooed with consequences here. Yeah? Now you gotta give a piss, you know, you gotta get a urine test, you gotta go to court, this shit like that. It seemingly becomes real and it's like trudging through court dates and you know, all this shit. Yeah. The best is to see the the blueprints of your demise and recognize you're not the architect of it. Really? I mean, that's what's worked with me completely. I'm telling you, that's why I'm here every week. Yeah. yeah. When people think they're amazed when they start traveling lighter, I'm not amazed at it at all. Incredibly grateful, but I feel. When the mental, de- 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 all the interest and attention in the mental activity is diminished, which the mental activity cannot produce, but when it's diminished, when you lose interest in self, the how you see everything changes, yeah, yeah. inevitably. They may not change all at once. You probably wouldn't be able to handle that, but they change gradually, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. You're seeing things different. And now you're not in such an adversarial, agitated relationship to things. There's more acceptance of things, just like the serenity prayer describes. That's not, that's an observation really, you know? You have the strength to do what you need to do, and you have the, the, the peace to accept the things you can't change. And you got the wisdom to know the difference now, yeah? Those are all aspects of the unsuspected inner resource. Yeah, see what you're not, and you'll find out what you are. You can't see what you are, can't, because you're the seeing. So you see what you're not, you find out what you are, which is you're the awareness of things, you're not things that are aware. Yeah, you're the awareness of things, you know, a spirit of whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you don't buy a suit and try to tailor something around that. You just fucking, it just let it run and see where it takes you. You can't, it's not a very, these are not noun type definitions. They're very vague, ill-fitting definitions of verbing. Yeah? Consciousness is not a stagnant thing. It's an activity. It's a stillness that is in a, completely in activity. It's what's conscious contact is the whole event here. Yeah? So any definition without a big back door isn't gonna get anywhere near what's going on because it's an ongoing activity that can't be detailed and defined, yeah? Awareness, you start noticing awareness by the things you're aware of, yeah? Because you see thousands of different things, but there's one awareness seeing them all and you get a sense after a while. Through the recognition of thousands of things, there's been one awareness. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's what you are. I mean, it's just you get brought around the neighborhood, you're going to be able to see the stores that are there. Yeah. One of them is you're it. (laughs) Yeah. And so you're the actor, the character. There's always this big space between our actor. What is that thing before our? Yeah. I don't think it's something that can be said as being six feet two, 54 years old, all of these things. I think it's an activity called awakeness, awareness, consciousness, whatever. But an onness that can't be defined, nor is it captured or done by form. It sees through form. Yes. So we all have eyes seemingly, and 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 there's some something that's looking through those eyes, yeah. Vision is an activity that the vi- that the eyes uh, help, but they're not which is turning on the vision, yeah. The eyes aren't seeing; it's that spate that something in all of us that's seeing, and hearing, and feeling, and tasting, and touching. It may be seeing through eyes, but it's seeing, yeah then the event is through eyes. It's hearing, then the event is through ears. It's tasting, then the event is through tongue. But the tongue and the eye and the ears aren't what's doing it. They facilitate it, yeah? So we're a fi- we facilitate spirit to have experiences.
0: I like a couple, of years, a couple of years ago, in one of the meetings you said, you. You uh, When you were little, you didn't go home after playing and ask your mom, how'd I play today? Like, you, you didn't have that.
1: No, of course not. You didn't have time involved. I had no idea if we were rich or poor. None of that shit was happening. That stuff all had that form and then had, had to be given meaning to. Yeah. At that time, at that age, I wasn't giving it any meaning. Yeah. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't have any meaning to me. Yeah. You were playing and then you weren't playing. Yes. And then Tuesday didn't look anything different than Monday, basically. It's, yeah. And so on and on. And then these ideas formulate. They're given meeting, they're given structure, and then we live by them. Yeah. But something some, for some of us has taken us over. Yeah. We're extreme examples of self-centeredness run wild, self-will run wild. Self is, is sort of like, what's his name? Uh, Darth Vader would say, the force is strong in you. Whoever, star, whatever, whatever his kid was. Skywalker, he would, the force is strong. Well, the self is strong in us. <laughs> it's, uh, it's got a lot of juice. I just talked to a friend of mine that the, K-Paul and his head is quite loud right now. And he feels like he's going to be moved into doing something stupid because he was just six months ago. Yeah. So at that point, you got to let your feet do the talking. You got to do shit. You can't sit around thinking about it. (laughs) It's going to get way worse. So do stuff. Do some service. Go to a meeting. Pick up the chairs. Yeah. Yeah. These AA knows all about it. AA knows all about what we're going through. It does. It's chock full of us. Yeah, it's got the perfect remedies for what ails us. Yeah, we try to look at it uniquely different from everyone else, but we're not. We're a run of the mill whatever addict, alcoholic, self self lover, whatever. Yeah, and. The things, the suggestions are gonna make you be able to get through a day without drinking and using. So that some momentum based on that new condition, not drinking, using builds up, yeah? How are you gonna look at the underlying conditions if the surface conditions are so agitated? That's what the head loves. It wants to keep you in drama so you don't look at what's really going on, yeah? That's what happened when I came in. My strategy I saw was I made new shit so I didn't have to deal with the old shit. Every day I made new shit so I could avoid getting to the old shit. The new shit I fe- felt I could take, I didn't ever want to see the old shit. Yeah. So let's just keep making shit every day and just keep busy, you know? Because <laughs> I don't want to have that day of reckoning, which it wasn't a day of reckoning. Yeah, it was a day of liberation, really. But uh, yeah, so my friends listening to that advertisement—it's strong, and he—and he's got some wisdom for over the years that he'll probably be driven out and do something stupid, and then you know, as of today, those ta- those tattoos have washed over, washed away over time. One of these times you're gonna get an ink tattoo. It's not gonna wash away. Yeah, you're gonna hit someone with a car, do something stupid, go to prison. Yes, yeah, so. I feel this is what we have to offer because I wasn't hearing it clearly in AA meetings, at least where I was. And I went a lot of places, you know? I didn't hear anyone talking about the mental activity of being identified as self, yeah? And also I never ever heard anyone saying it wasn't me doing it, yeah? So you're not doing, you are not doing the act of being identified as self. The head is doing it. It has us believing we're doing it. And that's why we don't want to really see it because it would be unbearable to really believe that we are done all this shit. Yeah. I'd rather try to avoid most of it as all all costs. Who wants to know? Like it says in the first step in the twelve and twelve. who wants to know they're completely fucked up?
3: Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we
1: have to offer. And we'll keep offering it because yeah, the head has a lot of uh, Mm. You know, you know that you can witness a miracle and forget it in about a half an hour ahead. And yet you'll keep on hovering around a seeming slight of 50 years ago. It's just amazing. So that which is the GPS. Yeah, that's always on. You're going to hear it. I'll hopefully not listen to it anymore. You're going to hear it. It has its own agenda. It. Where you think you're asking it to drive you, it's overridden that. It's driving you where it wants to go. <laughs> it just does. It doesn't listen to us. It's hoping we're listening to it, really. Yeah. And uh, with that addiction, uh, that there, there's a keen listening to it. There is. You're not just hearing it like uh, you know a fountain, a water fountain you know, in a room, you love to hear that sound, you're really listening to it. And there's a lot of advice given and critiques done and forecast of the future submitted, yeah? And, uh, well, wow. I don't know what to say, but I know it all's pivoted in losing interest in self. And to know that what you can't do, which is self can't lose interest in self. That's interest in self, yeah? So to be clear about that and to let the program work on you because the program is going to produce an effect of you losing interest in self. Not as self, but as us, yeah? And then you start traveling lighter. And then the problem will not exist for you today, hallelujah and you'll run into a lot of days that the problem doesn't exist for you because now the problem doesn't exist as you. The problem may exist, but it does not exist as you. That's the point. So thanks for the platform and uh, yeah.
0: Hands, anybody got any questions? Anybody wanna share? Just uh, pop your hand up and let me look real quick. I don't see any hands.
3: We're reaching
1: a very good point. The no hand state. It's very good, very high level.
0: Okay, we got one. Michael. There we go. Mr. Stacy.
4: Hey. Hey, Kurt. Thanks for hosting today. Thank you for Bill and Kathleen for opening up and thank you, Paul, for the platform. Hey, Paul, I had a I had a I had a question on something that you said just it kind of segues into what you just you just mentioned that about us being able to remember a resentment for 50 years and lose forget about a a miracle in five seconds and and I heard something that it didn't sit right with me in a meeting and I just wanted to see if it kind of says about the same thing and and what he said was he said that a spiritual awakening and a spiritual experience have an expiration date is that is that kind of sound like Maybe perhaps what you just said, but in different language. Thanks. Mm.
3: Well, I don't agree with that.
1: Yeah. The spiritual awakening to self is going to have an expiration date. Yes. Because when self awakens to the spiritual awakening it's sort of going to deaden the spiritual awakening by claiming it as the one who woke that's going to have a finite term of usage yes but the spiritual awakening triggers hopefully triggers something underneath it all that doesn't come and go it doesn't have a a finite existence it doesn't need to be blown up every day or reinforced it just is yeah this is the sense of i feel spirit so there's no expiration or uh, date in that yes so consciousness didn't become conscious because the body showed up consciousness was always readily available and came through the body and then it's going to move through the body and going to leave the body. And then that body will have its expiration date. And, uh, but that doesn't say the consciousness has expired. I don't believe that. So your idea of you awake to the spirit may have a, a, a terminal date, but what the spirit is doesn't have any, I don't believe. So no, I don't see it that way. But the head will claim the spiritual awakening and then proceed to to explain that recognition of what you are as an experience it had. And that's going to definitely run out. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. The party's great until you get there. So the spiritual awakening is fantastic until you get there. The pink cloud is wonderful until you call it your residence. As soon as self shows up, affects change. Obviously, don't they? Really, don't they? They do. Just like if you're having a nice time with a girl and then suddenly one day she's proclaimed to be my girlfriend and then things change. Now you think you have the right to look at her emails and see who's calling her or whatever. Try by at two in the morning just to see if anyone else is dropping in. All this shit with this word, my, fucking triggers a lot of that relationship is going to have an expiration date, if that's your behavior. I mean, it's not going to last too long. So, yeah. The spirit is unclaimed. The head may claim a spiritual awakening, but the spirit is not claimed. It doesn't play that game. (laughs) (laughs) you can put a name on it, you can put a tag on it, you can put it in a different box, but spirit is spirit. So that's my feeling. And obviously a spiritual experience would have a, if it's an experience, it's definitely going to have a expiration date because all experiences come and go. Yeah. But a, a spiritual experience isn't the essence of spirit. It's something a mental state calls <laughs> a spiritual experience. <laughs> do any, why do you think there's only 300,000 kinds of spiritual experiences left in this? We have to have spiritual conservatism. They're, they're an endangered species. <laughs> they're, they're only happening in a few continents now at higher altitudes in the uh, Himalayas. (laughs) A spiritual experience is something the mental state fucking calls it, yes? (laughs) Everything is a spiritual experience throughout the day. That's what's having the experience, really, is the spirit. It's the space, yeah? We're We're a facilitator of experiences. We're not the one who's having them. And there isn't a one called spirit. I don't know what's having it, but we're not. We're in the experience, yeah? We're the observer of something. That's part of the something we're observing, yeah? The observed and the observer are two sides of the same coin, yeah? Yes. The observer isn't an eternal thing. The idea of being the observer is part of the observed. It's the duality of it all, yeah? So spiritual uh, experience, yeah, they come and go. Spiritual awakening, uh, you may not have to awaken because if if there's a spiritual awakening, you realize the spirit's always awake. So you won't need another spiritual awakening (laughs) because you only needed one, And that one was disproved because what you wake up to is always awake. So basically, it informs you, you never had a spiritual awakening to begin with, because the spirit's always been awake. You're the one that seemingly thought it was asleep. (laughs) The spirit didn't. The The spirit did not awaken. The spirit's awake. Yes. We awake to it, maybe. As it, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. As it. I hope, that's the hope, that you lose interest in those identities as what you're not, and you find out the identity, and it's not an identity, it's your nature of what you are. You're more of that, I believe, than this action figure shit. Yeah. As an action figure, we're all I mean, we fall into a certain categories—real addicts, real alcoholics. You know, you like this, I did that. But it's basically—they're all apples with different names, yeah. Yeah. But in the spirit, man, I don't know. Don't you feel a huge expanse right behind your eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Do you really think? Your back of your head contains all of you, from here to there. (laughs) I mean, obviously, (laughs) obviously, there's a hugeness. I don't think what's behind the eyelid is the size of the eye. You know what I mean? I don't, you know? It feels like a huge fucking universe. And then there's two little garage doors that it's going to come out of. I don't think there, you know, just doesn't feel, does it feel like that? I don't know, I don't feel that way, yeah? When you feel joy, does it, do you feel like it's in it like a one ounce cup? No, it seems like you've touched something that's super fucking deep. <laughs> yeah, what is with this surface shit? <laughs> I think we're so fucking beyond boundaries, really. And doesn't it, don't you have triggers of that? The hugeness that we are. It may be, you know, this head has it pinpointed as this, you know? So there's this huge expanse looking at another huge expanse to a very tiny little cylinder thinking this is all I am. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what could be looking at a universe but a universe? Yeah. <laughs> Where this little thing, oh. <laughs> if i close one eye i've cut off half of the world of awareness all that awareness is just it's like it's going through a traffic in the holland tunnel it's going it's all moving really slow now no this isn't stop the awareness isn't coming through here we're in it right we're in a huge field of something we're an appearance in a huge field of, of nothing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. This event of my eyes, I can shut out the whole world with my eyes closed. Yeah. There's a world inside going on, isn't there? When you close shop to the world, the shop is still on, <laughs> you're wide awake behind the closed eyelids, right? I've had enough of seeing everything today you know yeah yeah i don't there's so many experiences of the the fallacies of these assumptions we sort of live by yeah yeah we want to be big because we only think we're small if you could lose interest in the thinking you'd find out you're really big yes you don't have to think big you are big yeah Think big is completely held by the tethers of thinking small. You can't leave, you can't leave this gravitational pull of duality by being one or the other. You have to see a neither, yeah. The being good, being bad, both tethers. Yeah. You've got to see something beyond good and bad, and yes and no, and this or that, yes. So in our thing, there's the idea of the thief and the idea of the policeman as two narratives, yeah? You try to get out of one, you fall into the other. And the other has sucky conditions just like the other one did, yeah? And then sometimes you go back to the thief just because you, at least you had some fun. And then the consequences are really fucking too much. So now, okay, I'm going to try to meditate myself out of the police narrative. But the policeman, every time you're starting, you're moving your ass to the meditation cushion, it has you as the meditator. It's You're under its beat. And so you want to get relief from the policeman. The only way it looks like I got to become the thief again. No, there's a solution. You're neither. I'm neither this voice or that voice. What? Yeah, that's non-duality not two, not trying to figure the favored one out, not two, neither, yeah? Neither the angel on the, this shoulder and the devil on that shoulder, neither of them, both off. Yeah, that's awake spiritual awakening to me. Spiritual awakening doesn't have a bad side. It's, yeah, it's not like a dualistic thing.
3: Yeah, Hmm. well, thanks for that planting. Anybody else? Hmm. I just pictured
1: myself like 10 years from now, having an adult bib, and eating some jello at the center while doing a Zoom.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excuse me, nurse, can I have some more jello? It's Tuesday, my favorite flavor. Come in here. <laughs> <laughs> You never know, I'd be laughing at it, just like I'm laughing at it now. Who knows where we're going to end up? Hmm. Yeah.
0: Nanette's got her hand up.
1: Hey. Oh, Annette. I had the, I had the joy of meeting Annette on this last trip.
0: Oh, Nanette.
1: Oh, Nanette. Yes. Nanette.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the It's good to be here. Earth,
1: candle lady.
5: The candle lady yeah it was good to see you paul um it was just so awesome i i can't wait till you come back again to Doylestown. but i just wanted to add um as you were sharing and as everybody was sharing the part of the book you know that says um we enter into a place of neutrality safe and protected the place of neutrality and that's like what you were just describing that neutrality it's either you know this is off the shoulder this is off the shoulder and and this message, which you know, spirit goes through you quite clearly. Um, for me, I'm grateful because yeah, I'm definitely like there's a lightness. There's such a lightness. I'm not that. I'm not that. It's just so simple. And recently, I just got gifted this book, which uh, I think you might know of. It's it's a tiny little tiny little pamphlet called Sing Sing Ming. And uh it's by a Zen patriarch and it's just
1: yes, just I mean.
5: these beautiful tiny little verses that just are so simple. Faith and mind ju- what's that? It's
1: called Faith Mind.
5: Uh the book says Sing Sing Min? What do you yes, mean?
1: But I think it translates into Faith Mind.
5: Oh, okay. I didn't know that.
1: Sure. Does well, it have like uh don't worry about the truth, just stop cherishing your own opinions and shit like that. It could be someone Uh, else. Yeah. I think it's fake. Yeah.
5: It was written in 606.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly when, but it's very short, right?
5: Very short. Yeah, very simple. But that's that's the joy, you know, for me, just the peace is in the place of neutrality. And and just focusing on, we're not even focusing. Just resting in in the infinite and and letting go of the things in the finite. Just the simplicity of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Yeah, just like it says, you got to quit playing God. It doesn't work. Well. Right. Yeah. This works. So, let it work. And then you can observe mm-hmm. stuff and uh, certain things that you get introduced to by through reading or you've heard it before, you'll read it again with much more weight, and mm-hmm. much more meaning there. It'll be drenched with meaning. It'll be the mm-hmm. same thing you read five years ago, but you'll see it completely different. So mm-hmm. these are the new glasses and uh, yeah. That's one of the, if it's faith mind, I think it is, was one of my favorites, because he's basically saying, you know, um, stop, you know, stop cherishing your own opinions, all this stuff like that. It was just talking about the activity of being self, so to speak. Yeah. When you lose interest right. in that, you won't have to have gain interest in truth. The, the truth will sort of gain interest in you, so to speak. Yeah, so you'll. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool, but I don't know what I think. It's I think it's faith mind.
5: This is what it looks like.
1: Yeah, does it was it translated by Richard Clark or someone? It has a lot of different translators. Translator can't. Uh, I
5: don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't it... know.
5: I have to, to take time. But anyway, yeah, it's just, I, I love the simplicity of what's coming to me more currently in my recovery. Just, just a lot of simplicity and just basic, just resting. More resting, less thinking, quiet mind, peaceful heart.
1: Yes. Yeah. You seem to be a good example of that, honey. Thank you.
5: Oh, thank you. Let, me, let us know when you're coming back to Doylestown.
1: Well, for sure, for sure, yes. Good. They will be heralded before I arrive. Yeah. Just listen, you'll hear a note in the wind. Yes, he's coming, he's coming. (laughs) I'm sure there's some good, damn good lattes there. Yes. All right, thank you, honey. It's nice to see you.
3: Anybody? Oh, we got uh,
1: Jacob. Oh, Jacob. Pleasure to hang out with Jacob. Awesome.
3: Hey, Paul. Something's been on my mind during... Uh, actually, I was taking a nap right before the meeting, and the, que- the, the impulse arose spontaneously to ask you about this, because it seems to be one of my biggest strengths and one of my biggest weaknesses. And I think many addicts maybe share this, which is uh, varied interest. It's like, I'm interested in so many things. There's plenty of interest to go around, but oftentimes that limits, that seems to limit the character from connecting to some things things meaningfully. It seems to make things kind of flighty. Like even in terms of art, like I can't get myself to stick to visual art. Maybe I'll be onto something and then I'll lose interest very fast and move on to the next thing, move on to the next thing. This is the same thing uh, in so many areas of life. And somewhat of an answer came just when thinking about it, which was that where where to see self in those interests as they arise. But it's also, it feels so close at times that I can't see it. Does that, if that makes sense? It feels so close to the, to the nature of the individual or the nature of the self that I, I can't see it. Um, do you want to wax a little bit on interest and interest being applied and interest being like, I don't know. I don't know if that, if that all kind of comes together but it seems to be an integral part of the addict as well.
1: Well, I'll just say what, <clears throat> usually we notice interest by the things it's in, but there's interest that's sort of not beholden to being into things.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah? And so a lot of times people go through this where they seem to lose interest in a lot of things, not that their interest is spread out, but they lose interest in a lot of things. And it can be a little disturbing or uncomfortable because you know they've had a familiar identity as, with these things and now they've lost like playing basketball or whatever they're losing interest in it yeah so there's a lot of gaining and losing interest in things yeah and you would think well maybe it would be better if i concentrated on one thing instead of having all these 20 things that seems to be the thought. <laughs> While that's going on, that's the activity of it. But then there's the interest that Nanette was, I think, implying a little bit, which is resting in no thing, so to speak. So it's like interest in interest sake, which I feel is presence, really. I think that sense what I used to believe spiritual presence was is undirected interest. It's yeah. not in things. It's it's just in itself yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah it's not in an idea it's not in this it's not in that it's just in whatever and uh it has so a lot of times for me that vague disperse interest truly is the most interesting thing in my life over these years yeah more and more so truly so it's a vague. I don't know what it is or what it ain't or anything like that. But it says it. It seems like the interest shows another quality where it isn't. Uh, it's not getting into a vehicle and driving. It's just. At, it's paused. It's resting. Yeah. While there's a lot of going in and out of different other things, I think there's a vast amount of interest. It's not all interest in things. There's just interest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel that's this. That's the fortified spiritual condition of recognizing it as your existence is that interest. Yeah. So resting in whatever you want to call it, abiding in the truth, resting to me, that's interest, Uh, you know, going in and out of things, because there's plenty of it, and then yet never losing its nature, nature, so always going back or pausing in it yeah so therefore i lose interest in if i'm into interested in too many things and should go into one thing i lose interest in it yeah. <laughs> seriously
2: yeah yeah i like that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i just do that and i feel that pres what people call presence in my feeling is undirected interest so the interest isn't in a thing but it's it's it has an effect, yeah? I feel it's like presence. So, yeah. So I'm interested in uh, sometimes very fucking little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just holding by a thread. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I mean, I actually get interest in things more like an anchor in some respects. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to go flying away. I've tried that before, so uh, right now um, a 50 Chevy truck holds so little interest for me.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Trying to restore that with absolutely no mechanical expertise, so I'm not. I'm, I'm sitting there not being able to do anything with it because I got to figure out how I can uh, get it worked on without it costing an arm and a leg. So yeah, but I'm interested in that and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know that's how it has been with me. I feel I've more interest has been gained, obviously because all the interest it takes to avoid shit is a huge amount of interest, <laughs> a lot. of it, Yeah. And to, and then interest sometimes, unfortunately is the box to store those things we don't want to deal with. So mm. the, even though the storage unit looks like it's dead, it's alive with like captured interest and attention. That's why when I did the nine step, I felt like my life was flooded by us, by the us side that we are. It yeah. came back because it seemed like a lot of interest and attention had been fucking uh, sucked out of the present moment to deal with the, keep all this other shit at bay. So when I, after the ninth step amends and everything, I felt like a big rush of life just rushed into my life. (laughs) It was awesome. It was like a giant unknown dam holding a big lake somewhere. And suddenly it broke and that water came into my life and enriched it. Really cool. Yeah? Yeah. So losing interest in things uh, doesn't mean yeah, it doesn't mean what we think it may mean. Yeah. It it means the interest is going somewhere and interest can go into no thing, you know, quite well, because it's more of that nature, yes? Yeah. Yeah. That to me is what enriches your day. I mean, if you're not, if your interest is in time and in things, a lot of people like that, they can't sit still mm-hmm. because it feels like a void when the interest isn't in things like all the puppets aren't being animated and everything going on, it's sort of scary to the head. Yeah? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. This is sort of, uh, you're doing nothing, but you're enriched. It's very, it's like, I'm just sitting here on this couch and, uh, I'm just getting enriched by looking through the windows at all the green and stuff like that it's just yeah very cool and checking everyone out and everything so i like vague interest dispersed interest not in not in i think it's great when you can get interested in a thing and and get go that way but i mean as an as an uh as an ever-present uh thing going on interest attention I like it to just be in and of itself really
3: yeah yeah that's that's what I'm going to take from this is that yeah I have no problem sitting still and uh, quite often it's the pauses in between that that kind of create this disinterest in the thing that I was just into it, it is it's that that opening up and I think it really is just the head that's in here telling me it needs to be one way when in fact it's fine. Oh Yeah. It is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's sort of, again, this is like laying, you know, you're on the operating table. Don't get up, you know, trust the process. Like we say in recovery, that's part of trusting the process. Hey, here's the interest and attention. Do with it as you will. Yeah. And then you will just observe how it starts getting distributed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you'll see the, the like the genesis of it, which is great. Yeah, you'll see. Um, yeah, so. Cool, thank you, Paul. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You may not get much done <laughs> in a lot of ways, but hey, who says that's the end all be all? Yeah. I think we're always going to be leaving loose ends. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can make up purposes. A purpose. Yeah. Right. yeah. You don't have to have a divine calling. You just make something up and get it, You know, just do it because the action figure does better with a purpose. In most cases, it does. It doesn't like to be floating around like it likes. All right, so make one up or just adopt a twelfth step purpose of AA, which is help other people achieve sobriety and practice these principles in all your affairs. And if you can't, limit your affairs until you can. Yeah, that's a good purpose. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: and, and you know, it used to be corny, but. You know, just you staying sober is a huge success, but in a way it is. So, hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, not drinking is doing a whole lot. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, in regards to an addict and alcoholic, not drinking is fucking great. Yeah. I mean, look at all the possibilities if you don't drink and how, they get shrunk down if you drink. It's amazing. It's sort of like you're in Alice in Wonderland and then you're at Walmart, you know? It just fucking shrinks to a weird condition quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even at Walmart. I was in
3: the parking lot of Walmart.
1: (laughs) So now, you know, in the state of not starting, there's so a lot of possibility. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is an impossibility is you starting <laughs> drinking. <laughs> that possibility has been removed <laughs> based on complete lack of interest <laughs> truly. <laughs> I mean I was so interested in, in escaping until finally I realized I'm never escaping. <laughs> it just was great it was fantastic i just i'm never getting out of here until, because i've never been here really but so but it worked it worked for the head finally yeah the wisdom of no escape yeah, yeah there's the yeah. wisdom of, of no escape so it was great it took a lot but it, i made through i made it through the gauntlet you know now i'm convinced do you don't you believe you have the ability to be convinced? I feel we do. Oh yeah. Most of us, yeah. I'm I am con- completely convinced of a, a number of things. <laughs> that gives you a lot of liberty. Yeah. yeah. It does. So all right, anyone else? Thanks, Jake. It was a pleasure meeting you. Yeah. Very uh, really nice to know you. And I'll see you, you. again so
0: yep. yeah okay. hey, hey paul kurt had to step away but bruce has his hand up
1: all right we'll deal with bruce and then i gotta go someone uh, is gonna come here for a little and to pick up some okay thanks thank you everyone for having oh, me oh it's bruce bruce all right bruce what's going on
2: i loved your share as as always uh yeah that it's that's like a feeling of no
3: interest in things almost like a mental atrophy um,
2: interest like you know intro within you know inter you know like all about all abounding um so resting in the as you put it the, you know resting in or the, abiding in pre- the presence whatever at that you know like within all space the inter you know so resting within you know the whole of all things let's say um and to have to have faith enough well the having of faith not even (laughs) i don't know how to say that the idea of faith you know having a having faith enough in that um and then the self as, you know, I'm never I'm never good enough. I'll never be good enough. And it's like the the all that that inter, you know, resting in the space of, of mind, you know, where all that may appear to be outside myself, that border, as you put it, you know, or whatever, you know, there's no um, membrane between us. Um or well, maybe yeah, it's a memory brain between us—that space of mind. Anyway, that so faith, which I often, you know, hear you refer to that idea of faith. Where might that fit into all this? I know this is all just mental and all that.
1: Um, well, so faith you know, is the uh, is the manifesting force.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: That's how I feel force like if you felt gravity and then you understood it by going into an anti-gravity chamber, then you get a sense of the force of gravity. It's a force like that affects things like that are moving here. Yeah. There's other forces, and I just feel faith is a force of big of mind, big. Empathy. And I believe it's the vehicle of manifestation, really. So, you know, Jesus supposedly said, "It's done according to your belief. As you believe, so it is." Uh, faith. You know, I didn't do shit. You, it was your own faith that healed you. So, I feel faith is a force, and uh, it's neutral, but it's going to give a. It's going to be given a a polarity, let's say positive, negative, expanding, contracting, by the vehicle it's put in. So I could see what faith in the thought system could do. I guess I lived under that faith in a thought system. I believed that they were my thoughts and they were quite unusual and different than anyone else's thoughts. I believed how I felt was completely different than other people felt. And I believed that I had done terrible things that no one else would have ever done. Yes, that was all produced by faith. Yeah, and that faith and thoughts uh, had me living a day at a time in time, full of yesterday and tomorrow. That's what it had me. And it, it created an itch that I wanted relief from. And it show, I showed in this life that I was apt to do almost anything to get a, some temporary relief from that mechanism going on. And the mechanism I know doesn't have any en- energy of its own, it, it, we give it energy. Yeah, it's the thoughts do not do it. It's the faith in the thoughts that does it. And the faith in the thoughts can be captured by the word my. When a thought is held as yours, there's some faith that has been given into that thought. And now that thought can produce effects that other thoughts can't. It can ruin your day. Yeah, it can. I've seen it in my own life. And I've seen watching it in other people's lives. One thought can create a a chain reaction where the person's in prison the next week. So uh, I see that as all examples here of faith in action. Yeah. And I don't know, I know faith by what's directed it. Yeah. And so I lived under the faith directed by the mental activity, and um, clear a lot about that, and now I've been living under the faith uh, directed by, I don't know, something other than mental activity. I don't don't care to name it. I'd much rather feel its effects. So, but this, this sail called, S-A-I-L, called Paul, has been moved by many winds, but they brought in a broad way of seeing it, they were brought, broken into two categories the old employer, the new employer, the lower power, the higher power, however you want to say it. But those winds, all both those winds are, are blown by faith, faith that that's the power. And if you want to see AA's idea of it, read page 52 to 53, the bottom 52, I think, in We Agnostics, he talks about faith we finally realized that faith had something to do with every, you know wherever we've been at all times i'll just read it quickly so faith has a meaning to me it's vague but i the feeling of it's not vague i feel an intimacy with the feeling of it to to try to describe it seems lacking but yeah let me read it if I can find it, though. It's beautiful. But it talks about, you know, if you look at it, where wherever you are right now is was brought about by faith. Yeah, that's a pretty incredible statement. So here, my book is ending up like this. All right. But let us think a little more closely. Without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith, Or did we not believe in our own reasoning? I would say the thinking, yes? So what is it that's believing in the thinking? It is definitely not the thinker. The thinker is an idea. So did we not have confidence in our ability to think? What was that but a sort of faith? Yes, we had been faithful, abjectly faithful to the God of reason. There where they talk about you gotta quit playing God. And obviously, what's playing God is the God of reason. So it resides in the head and it demonstrates its magic through the head. Yeah. So in me, so in one way or another, we discovered that faith had had been involved all the time. So I believe faith is involved all the time. I believe this is a manifestation, this this event we're in, and faith is the the driving force of the manifestations. Look at the stock market. It only, it it will collapse if people lose faith in it, yeah? It has nothing holding it up except the faith in the people that are investing in it, (laughs) yeah? We have faith in currency. If you lose faith in the currency, the dollar will be worth nothing. You better get some euros. Yeah, faith is a force. Yeah, where winds can blow, which is in manifestation, it shows its effects by whatever vehicle it's put in. I felt the effects of it for years, living under the the addiction of the mental state to this idea of self. I swallowed a lot of false evidence. And when I swallowed it, it came out appearing real. Yeah. What gave it a sense of reality? Not the false evidence. I did. Yeah. How did that happen? Faith. Yeah. Faith in false evidence makes it seem to appear real. That's what it does. And we abjectly, we had abject faith in this false evidence. Therefore, our life was based on decisions, based from that false evidence, and it landed us where we've landed, in a similar situation. Yeah? There's not Paul's faith or Betty's faith or Nicholas' faith. There's faith coming through Paul, Dylan, and Betty. Yeah? Now, knowing that, I humbly believe something's controlling the fan now. I don't know what it is, but I like the way it blows through this life. And I'm just gonna stand the exact same way I've been standing every day sober for 35 years. It seems to be a good position of the sail and it seems to be catching the right wind. And I like where it takes me, yes? Just roll up the sail, same way I do every day, sober. Let it catch the wind and see where it takes me. I'm quite fucking happy. (laughs) With what it's done, yeah, (laughs) it's simple, yeah. It tells me, all right, northwest, move the sail. (shut) Southeast, move the sail. (shut) (laughs) So, that's what I mean about that's. I hope I get some kind of. I have a tactile feeling around the word faith. Yes. I think it's really the force of all these manifestations, big or small, false or true, is faith. Yeah, And we don't have it. It comes to us. yeah And I'm not talking about a faith. I'm talking about faith as a force. So yeah, that's all I can say about it. for now. Come back at four thirty, well, yeah. We have another meeting. What time? Yeah, 4.30 Pacific time. Come on there. Have faith in the process. See if it's working for you. You're traveling lighter, far out. Yeah? Did you produce that? No. You could say faith has. Hallelujah. Yeah? Faith is neutral. It's
3: what it's put in. Yeah?
1: Yeah. All right. Anyone else?
2: That's everybody for today, Paul.
1: All right. Uh, Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks a lot for throwing me that softball. I like a faith. Yeah. That's faith mind. The thing that uh, Nanette was bringing up, if it's one I'm thinking of, it's translated as faith mind. And that's basically what it is. You you lose interest in all these mental activities and there's faith in mind, the big one. And um, there you go. Travel lighter, Kerry, as always, nice to see you there. It looks like Hawaii is still there. That's good. Yeah? All right. Kathy, Cleveland. Nice to see you. Tom is in Denver now. Hmm. Robert Carter. I don't know if I've met you before. If I have, hello. If I uh, again, if not, hello. Nice to see you. Anu I had a great pleasure seeing Anu at the house this weekend. Very nice time. Alex, as always, pleasure. Alex has done some of the uh, Zen Bishlap art shirts. Very nice. Uh, there's Alex. She, she has designed in some. Fucking hellishly cool uh, swimming suits. Wow. Yeah. I was expecting her to send me one, but I don't know. I don't think I got it through her, to her. It's all right. Nina. (laughs) Always a pleasure, Nina. Joseph C. Thanks for being here all the time, Joseph. Appreciate your presence. John, Florida. As always, Kathleen G. What a pleasure to meet Kathleen and Bill. Yeah. Very nice. Oliver from Berlin. Nice to see you. Oh, excuse yes. me. I'm
0: sorry. I just wanted to mention since you mentioned the t shirts, I wanted to tell you that
2: this t shirt is the
0: softest t shirt I ever wore. Yeah. It's so, this material is really nice.
1: Yes, we try our best. We don't, uh, yeah. yes. Zen bitch slap merch tries to use the best quality. Yeah. I think those, those are a uh, uh, canvas Bella. They're pretty good and a vintage. So they wash them. So they're softer. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Thank you for the advertisement. That was good. You'll be getting a free shirt in the mail. Oliver, nice to see you, Dylan. Nice to see you, Chris, Mammoth Lakes. Pleasure. Nanette, thank you. The dog has just shown up. Uh, Michael Stacy, my main man in Madeira. Hey, Michael, are you gonna be there this afternoon?
4: Yes, Paul, I'm gonna have to call you and get a verification code. It um,
1: locked me out, so oh,
4: we'll be talking to... here shortly.
1: All right, well, it'll be All later right. if they send me one. Yeah. yeah no problem all right Absolutely. take care all right bye all right. Bye, Alex. Uh, miranda oh there she is she isn't there her lovely dog is fucking love you
3: paul thank you so much
1: oh you're welcome honey thanks for holding down boise wherever you are over there cassandra b very nice let's go to some others we've got Sena, S-E-N-A, I know Sena. Let's see. I think I got everyone. Hey, thanks. Thanks for a lovely uh, Oasis for Tuesday. Oh, Sally Underwood. I miss Sally. Nice to see her there. Mickey, how could I miss Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira? Well, Please forgive me. (laughs) I'll see you guys. Oh, Roman. I miss Roman also. My little bus cohort. Yeah. Uh, well, everyone, if I missed you, I haven't really missed you. Talk to you soon. Seeing some of you today.